Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of Geek Town Radio. Uh, I'm here this week with Ross. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Dev. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I bet you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so what have you been up to since we haven't been able to talk through the day today? No, no. (laughs) You haven't been been like a metre away from me. Yes, yeah. Uh, Should uh, actually, should probably explain the reason for that is I'm no longer, I'm now doing this full time rather than uh, having a separate day job. So, uh, so Ross. Sad sad to have lost him. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, Ross is now a former colleague. No. <laughs> so, uh, so yes. no other no other reason to speak to one another now. Yeah, other than, <laughs> other than you coming on this show. So. <laughs> yeah, thank God for Keith. <laughs> so, um, so yes, so some, a few changes and bits and pieces, but it does mean you should get more content onto the website Woo! and that sort of stuff, which is also good. And it also means that I can actually get to go and do things in uh, London, and we've got lots of events and things coming up. So uh, that should be all good, and I'll be able to put that onto the website and talk about that on the podcast so amazing lots of stuff um so what have you been up to this month there has been a big month uh for me and i suppose that's first for, for people in general um so tv game of thrones came back i'm sure yes. we'll be talking about that in a minute yes um still working on daredevil nice and slow but it's good like every time there's a good suspense i think we're at about 11 of 13 right maybe um yeah, I finally finished House of Cards, which came out, was it the beginning of April? Something like that, yeah. That, yeah, I've been slow burned on that, and I finally finished that the other day. That was great. Uh, bought some games. I bought The Witcher. Witcher 3 is an amazing game. <laughs> fully fully deserving of every game of the game of the year and whatever. Yeah. Really, really, really great game. And I bought uh, Battlefront because it was going cheap. That I'm enjoying too. That's fine. Yeah. It's less good, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, earlier, halfway through the month, uh, we saw The Jungle Book, which, as you know, I was very excited for. Huge Jungle Book fan, yes. <laughs> and it did not disappoint one bit. It was wonderful. Good. And uh, then on Friday, went to the midnight screening of Civil War. Yes, yes. Which was also really, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yes. But I will say, I'm never going to a midnight screening of anything ever again. Because <laughs> well, it was horrible. <laughs> well, well, horrible in what way? I just, I was so tired. I nearly fell asleep a couple of times. Mm. I was like, this is, this is the worst way to watch a movie right here. It's like, it's almost as if, so I'd, I'd rather 
I'd rather have never seen it and waited till it came out on DVD than have sat there. It wow. was horrible. I'm just sitting there, like, trying to keep myself, pinching myself, trying to keep myself open, <laughs> keep, keep my eyes open, keep me awake. It's crazy. Yeah. But well, it was a really good movie, yeah. so it kept me going. Well, that's that's your penance for, for deciding <laughs> to do it on the final day. That's so you it. missed my last day at work to go Maybe and see Captain it. America. I thought you might have called the cinema and had them turn up the heat and make sure everything was nice and, <laughs> nice and comfortable for me. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's all my fault. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I saw Captain America as well. I went at the weekend uh, to see it. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What do what you a, think? What a great movie. Yeah. What an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good. Spider-Man was brilliant. Yes. Um, it's nice to see more Ant-Man. Yes. I was saying, between, between say, Avengers 2 and Civil War, so you've got the S.H.I.E.L.D. people, or not S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, but like Black Widow and Captain America are yeah. ops and stuff. Iron Man's finished being Iron Man, or, well, so he says, apart from that he's in Iron Man all the time now. Yes. Um, Thor and Hulk are away doing something else. Yes. So they're all getting experience doing that. Even Spider-Man was going around saving the city or whatever. Yeah. Ant-Man, between Ant-Man and Civil War, can't have been doing much. Like, there's no... He doesn't fight crime, really. So what's what's he doing there? No. Like, what, what's he been doing over that period? But it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I that, that is true, actually. I'd not really thought of that. But yeah, no, I... I um... I really like seeing Ant-Man again. I just yes. think Ant-Man's fantastic. That's I really enjoyed one... that. I really enjoyed that movie, Ant-Man. And yeah. it's, uh, it's made him one of my favorite Marvel characters to the point where I've started reading Ant-Man comics just because <laughs> I like, and it, that you, it's surprising. Um, it's surprising how well they read because they read like it's Paul Rudd. You read them and think that could be Paul Rudd. That could totally be Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's really good. They really, I think they've really nailed the casting on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know Marvel comic books particularly, I mean, the, particularly the Ant-Man ones. Mm. Well, so yeah, so I, I couldn't tell you, but the, I, I, I do like um, the way it came across on screen. I thought Definitely. it did really well. Um, it's one of my favourite Marvel movies that I just, Absolutely. it's such, so watchable. Um, uh, you know who I like? Black Panther was good, but I'm not sure about his own movie. I think he needed more development. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get that in his own movie. Won't yeah, it? So, yeah. And you know, what, you know what else? This is last thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um one of the things I noticed was that the best fight scenes in Marvel movies, without a doubt, are Black Widow's fight scenes. Yes. She has just, I don't know why, but they just give her the best, the best like acrobat moves. And it's like <laughs> watching, it's almost like on par with watching the fights in Daredevil. And yeah. I love the, I love the fights in Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the op- that opening chase sequence, I think yes. is really good. Yes. And you, I liked it because it was, it was very different from a lot of the things. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, it was kind of a, a shoulder cam that there was running behind her. It was like a, it was like watching Ross Kemp or something, you know what I mean? Like one of those, you know, one of those urban, we're going into this dangerous place program. It was like watching that. It was really good. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how Scarlett Johansson will feel about being compared to <laughs> Ross Kemp. <laughs> yeah, it was, I enjoyed it as much as <laughs> um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I thought it was very well put together. I thought, uh, despite the fact that you've got essentially the the same setup as um batman v superman yeah um you know it's essentially the same problem uh, mm-hmm. of of sort of you know two warring factions uh and and uh, about sort of accountability for for the fact that you've just blown up half a city yeah. 
Um, and I, it, it sort of still works, I think. It works Definitely. a lot better than the Batman Superman thing did, and I think it resolves a lot better than the Batman Superman. Yeah, I think it's nice that... Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. I, I, it, it, it was good that there was conflict, and then the conflict sort of died down, but then it came back, you know what I mean? Yeah. There yeah. was a nice flow to it all. It wasn't just, they're fighting. No, they're not fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a it, nice... It wasn't... It was, it, it wasn't sort of story for three quarters, for, yeah, for three quarters of the film, and then the final quarter was just two big things bashing the crap yeah. out of each other, yeah. which tends to be it what happens. Very, I think it was very. I think what what's good about it is that the film, the fight was led by the story, whereas in Batman and Superman, arguably the story's led by the fight. Yeah, and I think that's that's key. Yeah, um, and. I, think, oh, I, might, I might tweet that later. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the the thing with Batman Superman as well is the fact that it does end up with this kind of story, 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 then uh, two big things beating the crap out of each yeah. other. It's a bit blunt, end. isn't it? It's a bit... Yeah, and it's it's such an old trope that, and mm. uh, you know, I think the the flow of of uh, Captain America is a lot better. You know, um, it's it, good. It's it good. A lot better. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's that's well worth going to see. Definite recommendation, I think. I might go again. So yeah, I'll let you know I, that. <laughs> I probably won't go to the cinema again to see it, but I will definitely watch it again when it comes out on DVD. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed that. So there's that. Um, and as, as we mentioned before, the other big thing, Game of Thrones, uh, uh, you know, back now. You know what? I've, I've, I might have said it on the podcast before. I might not have, but I'm not a huge, or I wasn't a huge Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> but when that theme music came on at the start, I was hooked. I knew it. I said to myself, "That's it. I'm every Monday. That's it now. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm doing." <laughs> so you've you've seen this week's? I've seen this week's. Yes. Um, oh, the thing. The thing. The, the thing happened at the end. <laughs> yes. And uh, and I, I, you kind of knew. You know the, what? I was moment- saying to a, a friend of mine that the best thing about Game of Thrones is that I, you know, you know that's happening but it still had me on the edge of my seat. It was yeah. still so well handled. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the moment they all started walking out of the room at the end, you sort of think, sort of think oh. I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it's going to happen. So, yeah. um, but there was there was another death. There was a yes. death in that, in that, which was quite a shock. Mm. Um, uh, you know, that sort of came slightly out of nowhere i mean you know. new, i think that one's one of the ones that'll have a very interesting repercussions that the death itself might not have been that like yeah. shocking but what happens after will be i think will be quite interesting well yes because you've just put a complete psychopath in in charge <laughs> yes. um you know by, by far oh that's not the death i was talking oh yeah that was that one that's true yeah definitely that one's a uh, shocker which, which is the other one you were thinking oh, of was the, you know that he threw the guy off the off the bridge and into the water oh yes no so there the, were two the, weren't there yeah well, you're is quite it right. the, the iron blood iron uh, uh, the the iron islands it's, yeah, the it's iron the, islands. yeah yeah the, and of course theon's heading back and oh. yeah 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 that, sorry that's, yeah no you you're quite <laughs> right and they they um th- that's always the thing of, well with with that kind of group is is they always seem to kind of miss you know the <laughs> the, the death the, the, the I, I, they're like always i'm going uh, you know i'm going home or i'm going here and somebody the person they tend to be going to see or going back to <laughs> always dies just beforehand. <laughs> 
So yeah, if your character ever says, um, "I'm going, I'm going to see such and such," you should get very worried with that character. (laughs) No, it's it's uh, it's very unfortunate, but uh, brilliant Uh, again. You know, it's it had quite a strong start last week, and I think Mm. it's it's really going well. It's good because haven't hasn't um, haven't they stopped? Uh, going by the books now. Is well, that, is that there? Yes, because there are no books to go by. So exactly. Well, so. yeah. So I'm just saying that if you know, if people presumably would have been worried about that, but I think it's been it's it's good so far. Yes. We're doing we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's doing all right. Um, so yeah, that that's been really good. Um, I'm you know, Game of Thrones. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Um, so that's been really good. The other the other couple of things I've been watching. Um, Gotham again. I think he's been really strong this season really really interesting episodes this week um which didn't wasn't so much a villain of the week sort of thing Mm. it was uh more about jim gordon uh and the predicament he's managed to get himself in he has got himself in quite a pickle (laughs) yeah so um so yeah they're kind of following that uh no bruce this week either and no that mm. they dropped that story this week gordon's trying to get himself out of out of uh, uh the the predicament he's managed to push himself in uh so yes he's uh and um the lady that used to be on Flyfly, Fly, and i can't remember her name uh <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, she's, you know she's she's billed as the lady as he used to be on Flyfly. <laughs> yeah yeah uh marina baccarin isn't it i think um yeah. she, she's uh she's disappeared again now so i don't know whether she'll she'll turn up at some point again in the future i'm sure but uh so yeah it's uh, that's been quite a, a solid show this Definitely, season yeah. like, really good uh the other thing i watched with legends which is the second season of that art which is the um sean bean series all right yeah. um about a a guy who has gone out basically gone undercover so much he's not entirely sure what is a cover identity and what is his real life ah. anymore um the the first season basically ends with him being framed for something and it becoming apparent that what he thought was his real life isn't it's actually a cover identity <laughs> um so they pick the story back up with him in London, but they've they've kind of revamped the show entirely. So it looks far more like something like Homeland mm. now. Um, and I, I really like what they've done with it. Unfortunately, it didn't last uh, after this season. They cancelled it after uh. the, the end of the season. But I, I think it's it's kind of interesting that it's technically it's the second season of a show, but kind of feels like the first season of a show. So because it's so different. Yeah, yeah because it's completely different to the uh, to the setup. The, the first season was very much you know him taking on different identities every week, mm. whereas this one is more sort of him. There's almost a Jason Bourne thing of him trying to get his life back mm. yeah, um, well, I was going to say it seems like a like a Jason Bourne type yeah it's got that sort of feel to it for the second season and they, they do show him in other identities but most of that's done in flashback it's not him taking on new identities so uh, okay. um, so yeah that, that's been quite interesting I'm it's just going to be annoying if it ends on a kind of cliffhanger at the end of it, but we'll we'll see. So, uh, so yeah, gaming wise, I've not really done a huge amount of gaming. I did finally try Rocket League. I think, think I mentioned that's uh, really good. It is as good as everybody says it is. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Rocket League. No one uh, yeah. believes you until they go and then you're like whoa this is really good yeah no it's great fun um really kind of fun thing to to play so uh i've done a bit of rocket league playing i've not really done an awful lot else gaming wise i've just sort of i've been off gaming 
quite a lot recently. I don't know why. Um, I'm sure I'll get back into it. There's just nothing that's grabbed me too much. So, um, so yes, apart from that, I think, I think that's, that's everything. Uh, we've kind of covered unless you've got anything else you want to add no no alright let's go on to some film and TV news first bit of TV news that we have this week was the announcement that we kind of thought was coming but they've actually officially confirmed it Um, Netflix are making a Punisher TV series amazing amazing I mean you you sort of had to Um, (laughs) he he was so good in that role he's by far my my favourite character yeah um, he he, it was just an immensely good bit of casting and Mm. it was well written and well put together Um, that Daredevil series suffers a bit after they conclude his storyline as well I I feel I I think I think the Punisher because it's very much a a series of two halves that you've got the Punisher Punisher half and then the Electra half mm. and the Punisher half is way that, stronger yeah I agree that the Punisher stuff is better than the Electra stuff yeah we were too I mean I don't know if this is intentional but my girlfriend and I keep talking about why we don't like Electra I'm not sure if I'm meant not to like her or if I'm supposed to like her but I don't Mm, I don't know. I don't think she's, she doesn't come across as a particularly likable character. So yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, out of the two of them, you do look at it and think, well, there's, there's no way you'd give Electra her own series, but Punisher, yeah. Punisher. That, just, that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Uh, the thing is, we don't know where that's going to fit into the lineup. Yeah. Um, you don't even know if it's, it might, it might not be, uh, Defenders canon. It might not be. Well, yeah, I, yeah it's what comes first because you've got, uh, well, we know we're getting Luke Cage next. Luke Cage yeah. comes 20th of September. Oh, um, do we know? Is that a date? Yes, we've got a date oh, for great. that. So 20th of September for Luke Cage on Netflix. Uh, Iron Fist is currently shooting, should air next year, so that will probably go into the Daredevil slot next year. Mm. Uh, so that will be, you know, April-ish. Then you've got Defenders after that, and they're supposed to be shooting Defenders, um, I think they said later in the year. So... That means Stavion Fist will probably run straight into shooting Defenders, um, which means Defenders will probably come out towards the end of next year. Um, and then once you've done that, it's where do you, what do you put up next? Do you ditch a third Daredevil run and put Punisher in instead? Maybe. Dangerous thinking. Uh, there's a second season of Jessica Jones definitely coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you you didn't like that. I don't, it's I don't, a great you know show. I, I keep thinking, mate, it must be me. It is you. Everyone seems to like it. Oh, it's so good. And David Tennant's brilliant. <laughs> Dave, no, David Tennant, yes, is is, is very good at it. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it was so good, that. I don't know why you didn't like that. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, so it, there, there is a suggestion that maybe they don't do a third run of daredevil and maybe that or you know or not immediately anyway and maybe put punisher in and then jessica jones and then mm. maybe one of the others afterwards maybe you do daredevil after that so maybe you skip a year it depends i mean the other option is you you make more than two a year but i don't know how feasible that is for them so yeah um 
But yeah, I mean, out of all the people that have played Punisher, I I do think that very um, good. John Bath, was it John Batholi? John Batholi. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> that guy that was yeah. on Walking Dead uh, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a name. But yes, I, he's he's been the best Frank Castle so far. I think by far. Definitely. So. Um, so yeah, she got that coming up. Uh, sticking with Netflix series, um, Sense Eight, which I don't know whether you saw this. I know Chris no, watched no, it. No, I didn't. Uh... Um, it's worth looking up. It's it's a kind it's from the Wachowskis. Um, Sense Eight was a show on uh, Netflix, um, so you can still go and watch it. It's quite good. It's about a group of uh, eight people that are are connected mentally and they sort of pop up in each other's consciousness and they, they form this kind of little unit essentially but they they don't sort of know that originally uh, you know to start off with so mm. you get them sort of jumping uh, seemingly jumping into each other's thoughts and taking over each other's bodies and seeing things from each other's perspective and that's oh my stuff. god uh, it's it's a brilliant series it's really well put together one of the lead characters in that was played by a guy called Amil Amin um and they announced that he's leaving to replace by another guy called Tommy on on Wormy on Wormy yeah on oh I can't pronounce it <laughs> <laughs> looks like on Wormy uh, or on on Wormir on Maria, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, I've Let's just do this. No kidding, this we're getting another half an hour out of this. <laughs> a solid half an hour of content here. Um, so yes, the actors have been changed over. You'll get the, a phone call now. You know <laughs> the the switch. Um, the switch is allegedly due to creative differences. Oh, yeah, with this. the co-creator, exec producer Lana Wachowski. Um, uh, they, they've not elaborated on that in any particular way, um, but that's what they've they've said. It was it was apparently something that started in the table read, and then when they were out shooting, um, things carried on, and they effectively got rid of him uh, and replaced the, the actor. Um, it's tricky because they'd already shot scenes with him so there yeah. must have been quite a severe breakdown for that to happen um interestingly though uh lana wakowski is a transgender lady uh and there is also a fellow cast member who is also transgender um called jamie clayton um and there was a q a she was doing a twitter q a and um when they asked, are you sad to see him leave? She replied in big, bold letters, no. And when somebody tweeted, this is horrible about him leaving, about the removal of Amin, she replied, it's really not. Hate is horrible, intolerance is horrible, sensate is love. Um, so we don't know exactly what happened, but mm. there's a certain implication that, that came through in that uh, uh which i mean jamie has since sent, said it has nothing to do with him being transgender phobic and uh, you know it's it's uh it's not about that and and you know it's all, that's all internet rumor but it is kind of internet rumor that she rather stoked the fuel of fire <laughs> so um uh, she I, I don't know whether she's been told to quiet down i i'm not sure but um yeah it's um it's unfortunate for the sound of it. But anyway, because the, the, the character he played was, uh, it, it was a character called Van Damme, um, named uh, after Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, and 
he was he was a great actor, and uh, and you know, he, he, well, I would be sorry to see him go, and don't know what the new guy's going to be like, but we'll see. Um, yes, very unfortunate, but uh, but yeah, so that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, there is possibility of an adaptation of these broken stars which is uh based on a sci-fi novel trilogy written by amy kaufman and megan spooner um it's been looked at by freeform who is abc family so it's disney and sky apparently ah. whether they I mean, it's, couldn't quite figure out whether they're both vying for the same project or whether it's uh whether it's you know looking at a collaboration thing um but uh, I don't know the trilogy of, of no- novels particularly, but based on this set of books, uh, the production people behind it are um, Warren Littlefield, who is the guy that produced Fargo, the TV series, and uh, Eric Balfour, who was on 24 and was on the TV show Haven. He's an actor. Um, wasn't not clear whether he would be acting in it, but I kind of think, why yeah. would you exec produce the show if you can't get yourself a role? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, apparently the story is about a massive luxury space liner which is yanked out of hyperspace and plummets into the nearest planet. Um, Lila LaRue, the daughter of the richest man in the universe, and Taverner Moranson, the uh, young war hero who, who comes from nothing, are the only survivors and must work together, making a tortuous journey across an eerie, deserted terrain to seek help. So, um, yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of two people stranded on a planet, essentially. <laughs> Is the, is the basis for I'm assuming there must be other people involved because there's yeah. like an entire show of just the pair of them might be a bit wearing but uh, but yeah they're apparently quite a popular set of uh, sci-fi books um, so so yeah I don't know it's always nice to have more sci-fi it'd be Definitely. nice if it would be nice if Sky did manage to get that because Sky do a lot of drama but they don't really do uh, a, that much genre kind of stuff yeah. there's very little straight sci-fi or straight fantasy they do their christmas stuff which is like you know the the kind of comedy fantasy stuff but they don't really do um out and out fantasy stuff so I'd, I'd be kind of interested to see how that works if if it goes to that i don't know so yeah there's that that's one to look out for wherever it ends up anyway um next up we've got uh john krasinski uh apparently he's the latest person to take on the role of jack ryan who is the uh the cia analyst was he an analyst cia hero i guess he's called uh from the tom clancy various tom clancy novels uh amazon are making a tv show um called jack ryan basically based around that character and sort of pulling bits out of the book uh, or books essentially um so he would not be the first person um probably won't be the last person to play jack ryan didn't uh wasn't it wasn't there a tom cruise movie was that right uh oh no 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 tom cruise has never done done jack ryan it was oh was it um, someone else I was like, wait, wasn't there a movie? Uh, it was one of the Baldwins. Alec Baldwin. Uh, was it Alec Baldwin, I think? A very young Alec Baldwin. Uh, maybe um, I'm thinking of some, something else. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford. Um, oh. And um, who else did it? Uh, Affleck did one. Ben Affleck did one. And Chris Pine. Chris that was Pine. it. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yes, Chris Pine did one. 
most recently, which didn't do particularly well. And no. now it's ended up as a TV series on Amazon. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, it, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the character, particularly, um, it's well loved and, you know, if you want to carry on milking that cow, then why not? <laughs> um, Netflix. To- is the place to do it <laughs> yeah well yes uh, amazon netflix that sort of thing so uh so yes that will be showing up on amazon at some point uh, in the not too distant future i imagine um and uh, talking of milking milking old projects uh, the new star trek tz tv series they've announced that, that will start filming in toronto in the autumn uh so this is you are you aware that there is a new to star trek tv I, series called? i think i've heard a, a rumbling a rumor yes so uh it's been made by cbs it's going out um initially i think the first episode is going out on the cbs tv channel but then they've got an on-demand thing and they're going to dump the whole lot onto their on-demand thing uh-huh. immediately afterwards um that doesn't necessarily bear any relationship to where it's going to end up over here. I suspect it may be Sky or Sci-Fi or you mm. know one of those places, but I'm sure it will end up somewhere over here. Do you think, given given that odd release, do you think it'll be quite late? I don't know. Actually, I'm I'm not sure. Um, it'd be it'd be intriguing to see what they do because it's such a big property. Mm. Um, I I would have thought that it would get released at the same time worldwide, but dreaming, Dave, dreaming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's very difficult to say. Um, but uh, series is uh, being created, and sort of the showrunner for it is Brian Fuller, who is the man behind Pushing Daisies and the recent Hannibal TV series, um, which might seem an odd combination, but he did yeah. start writing on Deep Space Nine and Voyager. That's where he started his career. Uh-huh. So so that's sort of why. The other exec producer, along with Brian Fuller, is Alec Kurtzman, who is... Um, one of JJ's kind of right-hand people, and he's the person behind Limitless, um, Sleepy Hollow, Y Five O, Fringe. Oh, wow. um, he wrote Star Trek, the JJ movie, and he wrote Into Darkness as well. Um, so he's also exec producing along with Fuller, uh, but Fuller's the main showrunner. Um, the only other thing we know about it is it's going to have new characters and won't be related to the Star Trek Beyond movie, which is coming out this year. So oh, okay, no word on whether it's related to the other Star Trek series? No, I don't know. That's the sort of interesting thing, is whether they're going to set it in the new Star Trek universe or whether they're going to run it Uh, on from the old Star Trek universe. We don't actually know. So, not sure right now. Um, Whether it's going to be set sometime in the future, whether it's sort of going to be a next generation to the movie's version of of the original series, Mm. who knows? Uh, there's all sorts of places they could go with it. So, but they, they've said that it won't be directly related to, to Star Trek Beyond. So, um, but whether that means it's not related to that universe, not sure. Or just that particular movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whether it's just whether it's set in the same universe as that, or whether it's going to be an entirely separate thing, or, or don't know. So, um, but yeah, that's that's starting shooting in the autumn. Um, so, should get it next year sometime, I think. Uh, but I am looking forward to that. I, I always like Star Trek. It's a good show. So, uh, particularly with those guys behind it, I think that that'll be quite interesting. Um, so that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have an interview. <laughs> 
The interview this week is with a director called Ron Newcomb. Um, we, he's actually been on the show previously. Uh, he was on with his project was called uh, Rise of the Fellowship, which was a sort of uh, fantasy adventure thing that uh, I think you can actually see it on Netflix over here. Uh, so we spoke to him about that previously. His latest Pro- series of projects is evolves around another fantasy thing which is uh, their own ip uh, called the rangers um so he talks a bit about that he's also talking about uh they've done a a um star wars fan film as well which they've been involved with oh, wow. um one of the th- main things he's talking about is the uh, Forge Studios, which is their production house, which also offers uh, teaching and they offer the opportunity for people to actually get involved in projects. So uh, if you're a um, CGI person, uh, even if you're based in the UK, if you if you can you know have some experience with computer graphics, if you have uh, some script writing experience or you're interested in getting involved, uh, um, you can go along to their um, website and he'll give you the details of, of that and stuff. And you can kind of get involved in some of these projects as well. And they'll sort of create a sort of, um, it's almost crowdsourcing for, for uh, um, producing a film, basically. Mm. But rather than financially crowdsourcing, he's, crowdsour- he's crowdsourcing talent. Yes, that's oh, the same idea. So, um, yeah, we're basically going to talk about that, and uh, I, I will I will hand you over to me and uh, Ron <laughs> being interviewed. Uh, so uh, we'll see you after this with some air dates. Hey, Ron. Hey, David. So how you doing? I'm doing well. No, I definitely appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on and run my mouth for a minute. So <laughs> I appreciate you connecting. No problem. We've spoken before. That was for the um, Rise of the Fellowship, I think we spoke. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. For, for people that didn't see the first interview, do you, um, you want to just give a bit of background about yourself? So, yeah. So I... Um, have kind of a diverse portfolio. I went from being a uh, going in the military, United States Marine Corps, to being a police officer, and then working at a nonprofit uh, for a while. But all the while was was um, an actor, an aspiring actor, and moved to Hollywood back in 1995 to try to try my hand at acting, and realized that was not. Uh, not the lifestyle that I thought. So <laughs> I came back and thought, man, my filmmaking career is over. That's kind of that. And then suddenly uh, when I was a police officer, the video filmmaking experience started to come online. And, and I found that video was an option and it was a much more or less expensive option and it became viable for indies to kind of jump in. So back in 2009, we filmed the film, um, a narrative 90 minute feature that got. Uh... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
a domestic and international distribution. And it uh, originally had the name The Fellows Hip, Rise of the Gamers, and our distributor changed the name to Rise of the Fellowship um, to have a better domestic uh, marketing platform. So, so a lot of international, you can still find it under The Fellows Hip. And then I went on and did a documentary that got uh, picked up and had a few TV deals. And then um, two years ago, we did a Kickstarter and raised $58,000 to do an epic action adventure fantasy called The Rangers. We thought we were going to get about 20 minutes of content, and we ended up getting 60 minutes of content, which was awesome. And, you know, I mean, that's the power of the fan. The, uh, you know, a fan can give you the opportunity to kind of green light your project before you even uh, go downrange on it. Yeah. But since then, we have gone, uh, myself and business partner uh, Skip Lipman have gone full time doing filmmaking. And so based upon the storylines of the Rangers, we have put together another project called Furies about these two female Rangers and have been developing that as an episodic series kind of short form and doing that, uh, pushing that out all the while doing other short content. Like we've done a steampunk Western sci-fi short. That's about 15 minutes of content. We have a 90 minute script ready to go with that. If, if we um, can move in that direction, we have a dystopian sci-fi film noir uh story called the zone and then we've been working on others you know the goal here at the ford studios is to keep the cameras rolling yeah we do that through a watch learn do approach so watch is of course you it's a streaming platform like a lot of people you get a subscription base you get the original content we also aggregate other content from other filmmakers specifically in the fantasy and sci-fi niches and then uh we put the behind the scenes up as well then the learn approach is we do a lot of training seminars and workshops. We record those and put those out. So we train people, but our real differentiating factor is our do. And that is where we invite people on set to have an opportunity to be able to put into practical application, what we talked about. And that's something that I think is pretty unique that I haven't found yet that, um, you know, it is, again, our differentiating factor. We invite people on set. We generally do it uh, about five pages a day over a weekend. So you figure about a 10-minute short, and that's all about people. And we cherry pick and pluck out the people that are, you know, rising above and what we call high-capacity leaders. And we empower them, and they're now creating teams um that are going on and, you know, playing out in the world of the Rangers. And we have five different teams from all over the U S that we've been able to, but um, deploy these teams, but we've also worked with post-production CGI artists, writers, um, score. So all the music internationally, you don't need to be uh, in a particular location. That's the fantastic thing about the indie world as long as you have the ability to get the footage to people, we have a fantastic CGI artist we used often uh, from Germany. And so we have a really cool international team that we can pull in as well. That that's awesome. Uh, So you've, you've created almost a, an indie film school, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, With the heart of it, trying to get people on set, you know, with that spirit of, 
uh, keeping the cameras rolling. And we have this tagline that we use called together filmmaking with the sense of, we believe you can, we can do um, more together than we can, can apart. We want to try to create sustainable filmmaking where, you know, we can, we can all make uh, a living at it, you know, and even a decent wage at it, but not one person is worried about trying to get rich and run off and they go get rich and the rest of us are down here wondering what just happened. We all try to create opportunities. And so that's where this whole methodology of uh, one person described it as filmmaking potluck where, you know, a bunch of different people, you might not be able to, to afford a full a weekend of filmmaking yourself, but if we all got together, perhaps we could. You know, yeah. there's plenty of weekends I sit out here and wonder why are we not filming? And the bottom line is money. And so if we can think through things differently, then we can start to figure out like, wow, you know, the power in our destiny really is in our hands. When I first heard about Netflix and Redbox, I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys have something like Redbox where you go and rent the DVD in a, um, geez, like a, it's almost like a Coke machine, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. machine where you can go and rent a DVD. You know, um, if you would have told me that was going to work <laughs> 10 years ago, I would have laughed as I think most people would have been like, no way. I don't think that, you know, I'm not sure this is going to work, but now you look at Netflix and they are truly a disruptor in the industry. And it's yeah. because they thought differently and us as indie filmmakers need to think differently and figure out how we can work as a collective group versus trying to think that we're all in competition with one another. The truth is we can't create enough content to be consumed. So we are allies, especially in the fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. We formed strategic partnerships with several other fantasy and sci-fi filmmakers, again, all over the, the globe and um, where they see the value in that, where we can all work together for the greater good. That's that's really interesting because uh, you're uh, having come through something something like uh, Kickstarter, which is obviously crowdsourcing money. Yes. You're almost crowdsourcing the actual physical filmmaking in that way. Yeah, you know, it kind of happened by accident. We did a film, um, a short World War II film, and someone asked us, "Hey, what? You know, is there anything I can do to help?" And I said, "You know what? Usually it's like, nah, just show up and it'll be a great time." But I said, you know what, if you could just take care of breakfast, just bring coffee and donuts, that would be a huge help. And he did. And that idea was born that, you know, man, if everybody brought just a little something, it wouldn't be that burdensome on just one or two people. Yeah. All of us could put in together and we all get what we want, which is a really cool project at the end of the day because that's the one thing that we know at the Ford Studios that our name means everything. We have to do what we say we're going to do and so we try to create epic cool projects and we finish them and we also give IMDB credits so people have a portfolio and a resume and then they also not only get the experience but then they get the footage that they can use as a reel so if you're an actor or you know if you're a wannabe actor the the unique thing out there is there's a lot of people that just don't know if they're an actor they they like the idea of it but they've never been given a chance and so what we're trying to do is give people a chance to get in front of the camera to answer that question you know am i an actor am i a writer can i do music 
And, and really, that's what we're trying to do, create opportunities. That's a really awesome and interesting idea. I, I really like that. How are you actually funding this? How are you making money to, to carry on doing it now? Um, right now, it is through a subscription-based platform where we kind of have that low-hanging uh, watch what we call Forge Now, our Forge Now channel. Yeah. And, and the training elements specifically focused on training is our Forge Ready, and that's another subscription. And then the Coup de Gras, the Forge Elite, gets you everything, including live training events, live seminars, as well as um, all the subscription, as well as all the previous recorded, and it gets you invited onto our sets. And what it does is, we don't create exclusive opportunities, but we go out to our Forge Elite members two weeks prior with casting and crew notices before we launch it out to anybody else. Okay. And so you get the opportunity before anybody else. And if we can cast it with a Forge Elite member, we will and we want to. That's Again, that's the goal because the shorts are all about people. We try to do one short a, a quarter, and then we're also doing our uh, the the female rangers uh, furies series, and we're trying to put the other sci-fi series downrange with those to create even more opportunities. We've actually been recently hired um, by a company that is looking to do a series, and so we're going to be um, crewing and casting up for that as well. So we we have some things on the table that are bringing a lot of notoriety and some kind of interesting appeal to it, but also brings in, um, you know, if everybody puts in a little type of thing, then yeah. we can fund this thing and keep it going. Certainly we're not looking to try to, you know, this isn't a, uh, a business, you know, element. This is an opportunity for us to be able to, uh, tell stories and tell our stories in a, a collective we, and we are business minded. But yeah. That's not our soul driven purpose uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, it's a, it's a fascinating idea. I, I really, really like it. And, and uh, where can people go if they want to get involved with it? What's the website address? So if you go to theforgestudios.com and then in the upper right-hand corner, you can hit become a member and that kind of explains all the things that you get with a membership or you can even click right in the front there to learn more. And we, you know, we try to do free, free elements as well as often as we can to, to just give back um, to equip people. And then uh, we do offer a, a free seven day trial of the subscription as well. So you can kind of get in and see what it's like. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're not looking to, to try to drive this home as a, uh, you know, we're, it's completely business driven. It is story driven and people driven. And we see this as an opportunity where we can create a big win for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the, and it's fun too. You know, there's no more fun than being on production and yeah. having that excitement. And I tell people all the time at the end of this weekend, you're either going to be really exhausted and excited or really exhausted and know you're not a filmmaker. <laughs> at least, you know, either way. Yeah. And yeah. By and large, we get people that, that go, you know what, I'm, I'm coming back again. This was fantastic. We just invited a family, a husband and wife and uh, a, a daughter and their son 
on set. And of course they loved it. And now yeah. they're doing their own film stuff, uh, which is really cool to see, you know, it's like we're giving those opportunities to people and then empowering them. So that's yeah. Yeah, a real unique thing. Yeah. What, one of the projects that um, has, has come out of this is this, uh, there's a, a Star Wars fan film you've been making as well. Yeah. Yeah. We've been kicking around. I mean, who doesn't want to play in the Star Wars universe? kicking around the idea for quite some time, but never felt it was, you know, that we had the blessing of Disney or Lucas. Lucas is a huge fan of fan films and there's a whole festival around it. But once Disney bought the IP from Lucas, there was a question of whether or not they were going to continue these fan films Yeah. for one year. They didn't do them, but then Disney um, is, is brilliant in their marketing, very empowering to fans. And so Disney said, all right, we're going to do it this year. We're bringing the fan film competition back. And so JJ Abrams is one of the judges, the director from Rogue, Rogue one. I mean, you've got to become a finalist. Um, we had a short time. You only have five minutes to tell a story, but there are people, you know, we were able to pull in stormtroopers and we had a Sith Lord and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a Jedi, of course. But one of the things, the story we were trying to tell is a simplistic one. It's called Extraction. And it's what happens when a rebel pilot crashes, yeah. you know, and, and they always make the rebels look so weak. So we wanted these cool rebel elite special forces to go in and attempt to rescue a downed pilot. Um, oh, wow. and then, sure enough, you know, the, you watch the Rogue One trailer now and, and they make the rebels look, look yeah. pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we were trying to, to do that. So we submitted that on April 24th. And we, they have about a month that they're supposed to do the preliminary judging then there'll be another month of judging and then the finalist will then be brought forth to the, uh, the elite judges, you know, like JJ Abrams and so forth Yeah, that will, um, you know, kind of tell you where you end up, but just to play in that universe was tons of fun. I mean, again, we were like a kid in a candy store and not just us here at the forge, but everybody we brought in yeah. uh, fell in love with it. And, you know, you should have saw we're in an old schoolhouse here in our studio and my business partner skip was able to create a, a we did a, a lot of cgi mixed with a lot of practical effects as well yeah so we have an interior of an x-wing that he built the cockpit <laughs> uh, again who doesn't want to do those things if you're a set builder it, we also had a drop ship for our special forces and he built the interior of the drop ship <laughs> And it looks fantastic. You know, I mean, it looks very cinematic. We're really proud of it. Once we find out what Disney's going to do, if we don't make it to a certain threshold, they will allow us to kind of disperse it on our own. But until then, we're kind of on standby to see where we end up in the mix of things. Right. Fantastic to win. But just to even get to that point and turn something in was a feat in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that, whichever, whatever happens. I, th I think that sounds like really interesting. And I love Skip's work as well. I mean, Skip's incredible prop, prop builder. From I've seen various bits of his stuff. Just amazing. So Yeah, no, I'm sure he would uh, would appreciate that. He works hard at it. He's got a great eye. Um, there's, he has a nothing he can't do attitude. And then he pulls people in to, you know, help create that vision and bring it to life. So no, it's been a, uh, a phenomenal experience for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you've, you've got, you've got this kind of running, what, what have you got anything coming up that you uh, want to talk about? Or? 
You know, really right now it's trying to create this streaming platform and bring in these members um, to continue the opportunities. That's the big thing. If the fans uh, vote with their, you know, their dollar, then we'll continue to do this and create opportunities. And that's really what we're trying to focus on. And then secondly, if, you know, the viewer, the, the listeners are content creators themselves. We are looking to partner up with other content creators, specifically in the area of fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. Again, together, um, we can all create a robust community and serve that community together. So um, we have, we, we are also looking for filmmakers. And then, you know, don't think that just because geographically you might not be in the States, uh, doesn't mean that you can't contribute. We are looking to do another fantasy project um, to be named later, but certainly uh, writer, you know, we're, we're looking for writers. We're yeah. not looking for CGI and post-production people. So, you know, reach out to us, uh, send us an email. We're happy to answer any questions. And then ultimately it, the question is, is back on, on you. How can we get you involved? And, and that's what we want to do is serve the community. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, I, there's obviously there's a lot of people in the UK that are going to be uh, listening to this. So, you know, it's, uh, do you want to just give out contact details, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, theforgestudios.com. You can check out what we have going on. Certainly off that, we have a lot of free stuff on our YouTube channel, and you can find that right off of our website. We can happy to answer any questions. Easy to send an email to film at theforgestudios.com. Um, we, we have a small shop here, so if it's not me answering it, it'll be one of the guys, Errol or Skip, will be answering the emails. So please do reach out. Don't hesitate. And, you know, again, the, we have to support one another. We can't wait for Hollywood to come to us. And, um, you know, that, that's something that uh, I'm certainly passionate about, that we all want, we are a community, and together we can do this thing. Yeah. Awesome. It's wonderful to talk to you again uh, ron it's yeah, always cool. a pleasure so uh so yeah hopefully uh we'll get some uh, more uk people involved uh that that would be brilliant so cool yeah no, we'd love to thanks so much david right. i appreciate having me on no problem cheers yeah cheers so that was the interview with uh, me and ron i'll put the details in case you didn't catch them i'll put them up on the website so you can uh, get the web address and uh, how to get hold of him and that sort of stuff um but yeah it's really interesting if you're into script writing or if you're you're into making movies or you're just interested in making movies or being an actor or whatever um then uh, get in touch because uh, it might be might be something that you can get involved with so uh, next up we have some air dates first we've got a few changes and updates from the website uh first up banshee i know this has upset a number of people but uh, <laughs> banshee season four is coming on the 20th of may uh it's the final season of the show it looking at the moment like it's not going to go out on sky atlantic and it's going to go out on sky on demand or sky box sets or whatever they're referring to it at the moment so uh it looks like they're just going to dump the whole lot onto the, as a on as a box set which is great if you've got decent well, internet sky, access yeah. and stuff and you've got sky um if if you which in theory if you've got sky you probably should have on demand but um i, I know people, some people have sucky internet access so that's one of the things that that can cause problems but yes the, it may come out on sky atlantic at some point as well but 
I, I, at the moment, they're only saying it's coming out as a Sky box set. So, um, sorry about that. But it will be there if you if you can get Sky on demand on the Sky box sets. It's coming out on the 20th of May. Um, there is a Dutch series called The Neighbours, uh, about a young couple who've recently lost a baby, realising their nice neighbours may not be entirely as they seem. Coming Ooh. to more for... That sounds quite interesting. That sounds good, doesn't it? Um, that's coming to more for on the 12th of May, if you fancy that. There is a show called Powers, which originally came out on the PlayStation Network. Uh, it's now coming to Spike TV. That's on the 13th of May, it looks like that's coming. I think they've run for a couple of seasons, I think they did of that. Uh, but it looked quite interesting. It's about a, a special police division that investigates super-powered cases. I've no idea whether it is any good or not, but it, the, the, the write-up sounds quite good. So, so there's that, 13th of May. Scream season two comes to Netflix 31st of May. Uh, I haven't watched any of those. I don't know whether you've kind of dug those oh. through Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it was on there. I just, I'm kind of over the whole Scream thing at this point. <laughs> I don't massively do horror as well. Yeah, so. me either. So, you know, not really. Mm. Um, Dark Matter season two coming to Sci Fi UK on the 4th of July at uh, 8 pm. That was. Um, first season of that show last year it's about a crew that wakes up aboard a spaceship and none of them know who they are and who each other are so they have to sort of figure that out Um, a first season of that was quite good it's a Canadian sci-fi show Mm, sounds like Space Lost yeah, yeah, it's almost. Yeah, it's them sort of, there's elements of things like Firefly to it and uh, those sort of shows it's Mm. it's kind of got humour in it and and it's really well put together um there's a certain look and feel you get to canadian sci-fi shows and it's Mm. one of those sort of things but it's um it was good fun i enjoyed the first season of that so there's that that's fourth of july that's coming uh going back a bit uh locked up season one coming to channel four on the 17th of may that's at 10 p.m that's a spanish prison drama with oh, apparently wow. has some dark hints of humor but i is, is that a genre um, apparently <laughs> <laughs> um yes Sp- spanish prison thriller apparently right? speaking yeah. of, of prison drama i yeah. forgot to mention earlier but i tell you, i did catch this month uh you know the new rush hour oh yes which i first heard on these air day updates uh and i went away and we, we oh, i think i watched the first two and they're, they're not bad they're, they're not as they're, they're not good either but they're not, they're not amazing <laughs> enough they're, they're just all they i mean they serve to remind me that rush hour was a good movie <laughs> I, I, you watch them and you think oh man i want to watch rush hour now <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's part of the problem is, i don't know if they've got loads of box sets of rush hour to get rid of and that's why they've produced this series but that seems like uh the, the wrong Way to do quite it. possibly it's looking very <laughs> precarious for for getting a second definitely, season but uh, definitely. um yeah it's i mean it's it's okay it's not anywhere near as bad as i thought it might be um uh and th- that that's compliment <laughs> well yeah maybe a slightly backhanded one it's um but it's it's nowhere near as 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 good as it would need to be to no. get a second season i don't think um <laughs> So yes, but you know, I did catch. I think I catched the first episode of it. So uh, yeah, I I can't be bothered watching anymore. To, to be honest, <laughs> there's too much other things on. <laughs> um, coming to Amazon Prime Instant Video on uh, actually arrived on the first of May, so you can go and watch this now. Uh, Casual 
uh, season one, which is a brother and sister raise a teenager while helping each other out with their dating. It's uh, I think it's a comedy that that's been quite popular in the US, but I don't know much more about it than that. So, uh, yes, well, yes, first of May that that's already started, so you can go and watch that now. Um, there is uh, coming on the 9th of May, Upstart Crow, which is a uh, sitcom about the life of William Shakespeare, written by Ben Elton and starring David Mitchell. Oh. So um, I think that will definitely be worth watching. When? Oh, sorry, when's that? Where's that? Uh, BBC Two, 9th of May at 10pm. BBC is. Two, 9th of May at 10 What is that uh, next week today, isn't it? The uh, second? Yeah. Yes, maybe. Maybe. No, uh, next, maybe. next week on Monday. Ah. Uh, that is. So that starts. Oh, what what it, time? Nine? Nine, uh, ten o'clock. I was going to say, if it's nine o'clock, that's not getting watched. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's ten o'clock. So you can watch Game of Thrones and then flip over onto that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I, I think with David Mitchell involved, Ben Elton writing it, I think, that, potentially good yeah potentially quite good it's part of that whole Shakespeare season thing so oh yeah yeah you know, uh, could be worth watching there is uh, The Catch coming on the 26th of May that is uh, another drama from the Shondaland stable so those are the people that made Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder and all those uh, it's about a fraud investigator who is poised to be the victim of fraud by her fiance so yes a fraud in- investigator that gets defrauded essentially is the sort of setup for that that I think will be worth checking out because most of the Shondaland stuff is worth checking out it's, it's usually a bit silly a bit over the top but eminently watchable so um, yes that, that could be one to keep an eye out for um the american season four coming to itv encore on the 19th of may at 9 p.m um that i i kind of lost track of it when it it moved from um itv and moved across onto itv encore and i i never bothered catching back up with it but it was a really really good show it's about um uh it's a sort of espionage drama about two heavily embedded uh russian spies in the 1980s um and they're they're, do you remember there was that case a while back where they discovered some Russian spies that have been basically living in the in America since you know the seventies or eighties? Was there was there an episode of The Simpsons about it? And there probably was, yes. Oh, then yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Uh, but yeah, there were two. There were a couple of Russian spies, and they basically sort of ingratiated themselves into into the American culture. You know, but I, do think I, I do think I do think Yeah, so it's, it's based around the whole idea of that, basically. Um, but it was really good, really, really good. Um, another one that you can you can watch from right now. Um, finally, uh, after two seasons or after three seasons, I think actually, iZombie um which is one of those rare cw shows which hasn't actually found a home over here now has a home um so it is on netflix from the first of may so you can go and watch it right now uh it's from the creators of veronica mars uh as on cw in the us i think it's uh, in fact, he's definitely got a renewed for a new season. I can't remember whether that's three or four, but season one and two are on Netflix in the UK now. So you can go and start catching up on iZombie if you haven't seen it yet. I'm told it's quite good. So 
so worth watching and uh, in terms of the latest update outcast which is the new show from uh, robert kirkman who is the guy behind the walking dead and it's about uh Barnes, a young man who's played by demonic possession all his life um with the help of reverend anderson a preacher with personal demons of his own cobble embarks on a journey to find answers and regain the normal life he lost um so yeah, it's by the same people that make The Walking Dead. Mm, um, sounds dark. It's got Philip Glenister in it, who plays the Reverend oh, wow, Anderson. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's worth uh, definitely worth watching and worth looking out for. Seventh of June at ten pm on Fox UK. That will arrive. So yes, but little bit of a wait for it yet. But um, it's not out in the US yet either. So it's not like we're behind. I think that's probably running quite close to the US air date. So so yes, those those are things to watch out for. Uh, next week on TV we have uh, Broad City starts tonight at 11pm so that's two girls in their 20s medicating their way through New York that comes back to Comedy Central tonight also starting tonight at 10pm Penny Dreadful that's back for its third season on Sky Atlantic I saw an advert for that and it didn't look bad yeah, he's, have you not seen any of those? No, no. Uh, it's, it's good. I, I it watched. looks kind of like horror western type thing. Um, yeah, it's well, it's it's kind of picks bits from all the various horror genres, mm. um, and kind of mashes them all together into this kind of gothic story. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's really good. I I really enjoy it. So uh, it's it's worth watching, or worth watching. Um, so that's back for its third season. Anger Management Season 2 Part 3, which I think is the last bit of it, that's got its final run, which is, I think, 83 to episode 100, because that was weird, that show, because it basically got bought... um, a job lot of a hundred episodes mm. in one go right at the very beginning. That's back up for on the 4th of May at 11 PM on comedy central that returns. Um, it feels like it's been going for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it has, it's been going for a hundred episodes. They bought hundred episodes. No, but two, two, two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. hundred episodes. How long is that? What's that in, what's that in people terms? Uh, <laughs> that's, I suppose that's like five, five seasons of a normal show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Episodes. It is. Yeah. It is. I see. Okay. So it's just, it, I'll, it, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's only two seasons because they split it up oddly. Uh, so, okay. Know. Um, then on the 5th of May, we've got Peaky Blinders returning for a th- uh, third season. Uh, and that's an awesome show. It comes from BBC Two. Um, and we should have a bit more information about that next week because me and Chris will be at the Red Carpet event tomorrow in Ooh. Birmingham. So if you're around Birmingham or around the mailbox, go and get a flat cap and, and go and stand <laughs> outside. Uh, and you might see uh, Killian Murphy and a few other people wandering around the mailbox. So, um, there's that but that's coming back on the 5th of may at 9 p.m so that's relatively soon uh there's marseille which is um coming to netflix on the 5th of may that's uh gerald depardieu starring as the mayor of marseille in a political drama from france there's the magicians on the on the 5th of may coming to five star which is kind of an americanized version of harry potter as far as i can tell (laughs) it's sort of a teen angsty version of harry potter it's sort of set in america 
America about some students in New York that discover magic is real and there's like a magic school, I, I think, as far as I can tell. Great, the, sounds the amazing. Five stars. <laughs> so, um, yes, a two on five star at... Um, at uh, <laughs> How about that? Uh, there you go. Uh, at, on the 5th of May at 9pm, that is. Um, Grace and Frankie season two starts 6th of May. That's no, Jay. That, I am... Go on. Uh, yeah, well, I was just going to say that's uh, Jane Fonda, Martin Sheen, um, and a few other people as well. But uh, that's that returns on the sixth of May to Netflix. I'm so excited for that day. You, I, don't, you don't even know. <laughs> I know Chris, Chris really loves that. I've got to sit down and, and work my way through the first season. It was but, really, really funny. I yeah. recommended it to everyone I know. <laughs> Yes, it's about two women who whose husbands fall in love with each other, but it's supposed to be absolutely hilarious. It is really good. Um, so yeah, I'm I need to go and watch the first season of it because I haven't got around to seeing it yet. So there's that. Uh, Parks and Recreation season six coming to Dave at eighth uh, of May at eleven p.m. That's coming. Um, Upstart Crow we mentioned on the 9th of May, um, which will be worth watching. And then finally, Slasher, which is a Canadian horror anthology series. Season one of that coming to pick TV on the 10th of May at 10 p.m. Um, again, not massively into horror, but if that's your sort of thing, it might be worth looking up. So, mm. so uh, that's everything, I think, unless you've got anything else you'd like to bring no, up. No, that's it. I'm, 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 before next month, I'm, I'm determined to watch Kimmy Schmidt because the second season of that is on uh, <laughs> Netflix. And we love the first one, but there's just so much on at the minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is the problem. There is so much stuff out there. So, uh, so yes, um not short of entertainment if you want to watch TV at the moment so yeah um go watch Civil War everyone yes go watch Civil War definitely come with um, me I'm going again <laughs> well if you're offering to buy tickets <laughs> I didn't say that by the way if anyone <laughs> um, so uh, if you if you do want to get in touch um, or if you want to see the latest air dates come to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and you can see all the latest air date info um, if you want to get in touch directly with us you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on the website post um, uh, you can find us on Twitter and tweet things at us at Geektown, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, or on Instagram at Geektown UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.